The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its leaders, members, and contributors. Every week, your host, CEO of Two Small Men with Big Hearts, Stu Starkey, shines the light on a community to raise awareness of their leaders, members, and contributors. So together, we can create positive impact, inspire change, and help those in need of assistance at a grassroots level. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of The Community of Big Hearts with our good friend, Stu Starkey. Stu, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. And uh, in this case, more importantly, how are you doing, Ryan? Last Damn. time we spoke, uh, we, we had some reason to believe that uh, uh, you may have COVID, COVID-19. What's going on there? So still waiting for the uh, test results to come back. It's actually funny because... Uh, I have not heard anything back. I, I know they've been delayed on um, getting results back, but uh, the media just published a whole bunch of new cases <clears throat> and everyone keeps calling me and texting me, emailing me, asking me, hey, are you case number 26? A man in his 30s living in Winnipeg. I'm like, come on, guys, that could be anybody. Like, let's relax now. But, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, I have not received any phone calls yet. And uh, I was told that um, it's just they've been so slogged. They've been so backlogged that we just have to be patient. And, um, you know, I have definitely felt all the symptoms, the chills, the fever, the cough, the malaise, you know, the thick mucus, everything. Excuse me. Sorry for all the nasty details there. But I've been feeling all of those, and uh, I've been getting better slowly, progressively every day. So it's uh, things are good, man. Things are good. I assume you're um, you're being safe for your own health and resting up, but also uh, for others' health and staying in and staying uh, isolated and distanced. You're right, man. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today on the community of Big Hearts because. I myself, even when I didn't know I had it, I thought I was just under the weather coming back from uh, from Cabo. I thought I was just feeling a little bit sick under the weather from food poisoning, and uh, I just decided to quarantine, as did all my friends. We all decided to quarantine because that is the right thing to do. When you've been traveling abroad, you got to make sure you're taking time to quarantine. Again, it's not about me or my friends. It's about the people that we could be impacting. So today, what I wanted to talk about with you, Stu, and get your take on this was understanding why people still aren't quarantined. You see, um, Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, was more adamant in his address to the Canadian people a couple of days ago, where he tells everybody, enough is enough. Get home and stay home. And he almost sounded angry because he saw a video from Vancouver, where now it's springtime. People are enjoying the warmer weather, the sunshine's coming out, and now people are going to the park and they are not adhering to the, um, the distancing, which we all need to adhere to. So I'd love to hear from your take on this um, in terms of acting intentionally these days for the benefit of our community. Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, hot topic right now. Um, I've had lots of conversations with friends, family, uh, people in the community, and everyone seems to have a pretty strong opinion on this. Uh, most are are talking about how we have to be uh, distancing ourselves, making sure that we're we're staying safe and we're keeping others safe. Uh, and that's something I want to get to um, in, in a minute here. But yeah, like 
we, we do need to be conscious of why we're doing the things we're doing. And I think that will help people make the right decisions. Um, it, it, we do need to get out for certain reasons, going to get groceries, going to help those in the community that are high at risk. Some of us need to go to work to um, provide safety for others, provide products and food and water for others. Um, so there are some reasons to get out and about, um, but uh, there are lots of reasons that we should be drawing the line on that, that it doesn't look like everyone is. Uh, Justin Trudeau is pointing out the fact um, of lots of people, I think, heading, heading out to the beach, uh, going to a little closer quarters than we should. Um, in the States, it seems to be even more prevalent, uh, where people just don't seem to be taking it seriously enough for certain sets of the population. And so we have to understand why we're making these decisions. What are the risks when we decide to go out and congregate? And and for guys like uh, you and I, Ryan, um, and, and people in their 30s, 20s, um, they're relatively safe. Um, there is some risk to their health, but it's nowhere near what it would be like for our parents. Um, or um, if we're lucky enough to have grandparents, those are the ones that are really at risk where the percentage of, of mortality gets much, much higher from a, from a 0.1% in, in the youth out there or less to, to the other population where you take a look at Italy and we're seeing um, like the teens in terms of mortality rates for people age 70 and older. So when we go outside, it, it's not that we're um, just need to be focused on our own health and safety. We need to be focused on others. If we spread this to somebody else, we spread it to somebody else, we could be putting somebody's life in jeopardy. Um, and that's a pretty significant thing to think about when you um, draw it back to yourself. When you put yourself into the equation of being responsible for somebody else's life, I think that people become more responsible for their decisions. I think it also becomes even more impactful to think about it, that this could be somebody's loved one. What if it's your parents you're putting in jeopardy, your grandparents, um, somebody that your brother or sister that has diabetes um, or other health conditions that put you at great jeopardy for getting this. We need to be respectful of others through this process. So understanding the risks when you make decisions, yes, everything has a risk. And even when we were doing things before COVID happened, you go outside and there's a certain level of risk. Now the risk is increased. So we've got to be careful about those things that we're doing. Make sure we're being intentional. When we go outside, uh, understand that it's for this reason and this reason is worth um, increasing risk. When you do take those risks, I think it's really common knowledge now the things you need to do, socially distancing yourself by staying away by six feet, um, not shaking hands, don't touch your face after you've uh, touched certain surfaces, wash your hands after you get home or do certain activities. Um, those are the more kind of ubiquitous conversations people are having. I'd like to focus on the ones that there seems to be divergent opinions on. Um, and it's so important to our communities that we get this conversation going and talking about the, the facts of it. Of course. The one thing that I'd love to ask you about is why are we having such resistance to this today? 
I think that there is the uh, I don't want to brush everybody with the same stroke, but I am seeing a lot of people in our demographic who are almost fighting against this idea of social distancing. And people are saying, oh, uh, everyone's just freaking out. They're making a bigger deal out of this than it really is. And they're downplaying it. We're talking about a pandemic here. And because it's a pandemic, we're seeing people dying. We're seeing people get sick. I'm one of them and felt it and know how serious it is. And yet people still are fighting against this idea of social distancing and they're still adopting this risky behavior of going out. Why do you think that is still happening though, man? What's going on here? Yeah. So, um, great question. And it's, I can only assume certain things. And my assumption is, especially here in, in the Western world, in Canada, we have always been taken care of um, to such a high standard that it's hard to believe something bad is going to happen to us. Um, so you start making these risky decisions because you've never had this bad consequence. Um, the, the people that seem to be making these decisions, um, you have this bias towards taking these risks because they've always paid off. Um, so there's these cultural norms um, that, that people follow. And, and that usually works for people. When everybody else does something, it, it seems to um, be something that's you know, reasonable to do, reasonably safe um, and accepted. But in times like this, really unfamiliar, unfamiliar times, we don't have those cultural norms to rely upon. And, and, uh, and we have to start using some common sense. We have to start using this, this risk analysis that we're not really used to using in, in a country um, in North America where we've been taken such good care of. So we, we have to have these conversations and explain to people to a personal level that this is a new time and there are new consequences to decisions that we're making. What it comes down to is this is so new and I just think that people don't necessarily believe it. They can't grasp it. It's, it's very big, it's very serious, and I think that you know, our natural coping strategy to help you know, make sense of the world around us, we downplay it. And we say, you know what, it's not that serious. And we do that to almost protect our own mental health so that we don't become you know, one of those people who gets pulled in by the hysteria, gets pulled in by the panic. And I'm all for that. I, I'm not one for getting pulled into hysteria and one for getting pulled into the panic either. But I am not gonna be ignorant and downplay what's happening and live my life like, you know, like it's normal because you can't continue to do that. Like you've already alluded to at the very beginning of this with uh, talking about our elders. <clears throat> you shared a stat with me the other day that said 11% of people over 70 in Italy, um, this has been fatal for and zero people as of Saturday died under uh, the age of 30 in Italy. So this is us again, thinking too much about ourselves and we need to come from thinking about ourselves to thinking about others. Think about elders, think about people with, um, with, with diseases that put them at high risk. Think about people with bronchitis, with asthma. I'm telling you this much, man, for somebody who's been fighting it, I, I'm terrified for people who have breathing disorders because this is this very mm. serious thing. And so I, I, I'm very concerned about that. So I understand people's need to wanna downplay things. I do understand that. Yeah, I, like I, I certainly have a, a personal connection to this. So my dad was supposed to come see me 
and and uh, and hang out with his granddaughter for a week um, while uh, my wife and I were in Vietnam. So obviously that trip got canceled. My dad has chronic uh, bronchitis, and uh, and it I think it was extremely difficult on him not to come out and see me. We haven't seen him in a while, and, and his granddaughter we doesn't get to see very much. Um, so, but he had to make the hard decision and it's top of mind for me when, if I'm going to go out of the house that I'm extra careful for those in his category. Um, so yeah, it, it's, if we can all relate it back to something personal, it, it really does work to have more impact. So, so we can also think about those that are, that are out there on the front lines. So when we put this, this question out there from the last podcast about, you know, what are you doing in the community or what are people in the community doing for you? We had quite a few great messages. Mm-hmm. The, and myself and a couple members of my team who were sorting through them. Uh, one of my team members was in tears. I uh, listening to um, a member in the community out in Vancouver named Doug. And he had to quit his job because he is COPD. He's a cancer survivor um, and a senior. And he works in the healthcare area. So obviously a high-risk area to be and a high-risk demographic to be in that area. But what he did, instead of staying at home and feeling sorry for himself and, and feeling that um, uh, the fear set in, the anxiety, he's out helping in an area that is less risky. He's going out to the grocery stores uh, first thing in the morning when they open up to the seniors where it's been freshly um, sanitized. And he's going to get groceries for elders in his community, people even older than, than he is. But this is giving him some that, that we talked about last episode, some sense of control. It's allowing him to be productive. It's allowing him to be helpful uh, to others in the community. It's allowing him to um, uh, reduce his risk from what he was doing before, which was getting paid working in the community to now just helping the community. He can't wait to get back to work, um, but he uh, he knows that this was the right decision for him and his safety, all while continuing to have an impact with lessened risk. He is going out, but he's being safe. We got another message from, from a healthcare worker. I'll leave her name out of it, but she explained that, look, like this is this is a really tough time to be a healthcare worker. There is a lot of fear. We are at increased risk. Healthcare workers getting higher dosages and they're not sure how exactly it works, but they seem to be more impacted, more affected, uh, higher mortality rate for those healthcare workers uh, providing this service to save people's lives. Please, people, reduce your risk of spreading so those healthcare workers don't have to be as inundated. Make those really tough decisions that you're hearing about in Italy. Um, one, one, I think, last uh, impactful thought I want to share is that one that, that pretty close brought a tear to my eye was hearing the, these folks in seniors' homes who have like, COVID-19 and they're suffering and there's a good chance they're not going to make it. Their family's not allowed to come see them. For risk of others and for the safety of the family, they can't go say goodbye or the probability of, of saying goodbye. And I can't imagine how difficult that must be. And to rub salt in that wound, if they do pass, you can't have a funeral right now. 
in, in a lot of areas. So not being allowed to grieve, let's not be a part of that problem. Those people that are going out to the beaches or who went to Mardi Gras in, in uh, New Orleans, um, let's not be a part of the problem and spread it. Let's, let's make sure we're reducing our risk. And if we really feel that we got to go out and get some fresh air and be social, then do it safely. And see if, if you're in a lower risk segment, see if you can go help some others. There's lots of people going out there to do it. Lots of stories. We encourage um, people to keep sending in those stories. We'll keep sharing them on the podcast to come. And, and great, great messages to end off with. Um, again, for anybody who is making an impact or who has felt the impact of people doing good in their community, um, please share those stories. I mean, even, if, even for myself, you know, friends and family who have come and dropped stuff off for me, uh, different items of food or people just constantly ask me, hey, did you need anything? I'm going to go out. Like people that I haven't talked to in a long time. It's incredible. Even people on Instagram who uh, have heard that I've been sick have messaged out and DM'd me saying, hey, you know what? I'm going out. Did you want me to bring you anything? Those are beautiful moments that uh, that really warm my heart. That is what community is all about, people coming together to support one another. And I think that's excellent. So again, as Stu said, if you have any other stories, please email Stu. Again, it's Stu at twosmallmen.com, Stu at twosmallmen.com. Send them an email and let them know because these are great stories and they truly um, warm my heart and they definitely – show us that you know the community of big hearts is alive and well even in these very difficult times and the last thing that i want to mention too is you know we don't talk about these um, uh, individuals who aren't adhering to social distancing in a negative sense and I, I i don't think either you or i are are trying to chastise them or make them feel like garbage or make them feel stupid that's not the point of this the point of this is to um Again, put the magnifying glass on that behavior. It's not about them. It's their behavior. And changing behavior is a tough thing. And I know that it's very confusing. These are very confusing times. And so people are doing their best, their absolute best, to try and make sense out of it, um, to try and bring some level of normalcy to their lives. And I get it, right? People aren't stupid. They're not selfish. You know, They just can't grasp it, right? They, they maybe don't believe it. They're confused. And we need to have empathy for those people as well. Uh, but this is why we're trying to share this information in these kind of mediums so that people can hear them, listen to it, and think twice about their behavior. So, Stu, I appreciate everything that you shared today, and I hope that uh, these messages resonate with some people who maybe haven't been adhering to the social distancing, distancing protocols that the CDC and uh, World Health Organization and our own government has recommended us to do. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk about that. And again, I hope that those messages resonate with uh, some people today. But my friend, we will continue well, to uh, share the good word and get the good word out there. Do you have any parting thoughts before we close off this episode? Likewise, Ryan, from your message. And, and a thank you for being a trooper and, uh, and doing this when you're uh, being affected and under the weather. So let's keep spreading the message. Let's get out there. Like you said, there's always another side to the story why people are out there. So let's have some compassion and, and spread the good word. If we come at people um, in an aggressive way, they're going to shut down. They're not going to listen. So let's just help them understand the facts to make the right intentional decision. Thank you, everybody, again, for tuning into this week's episode of the Community of Big Hearts. And we'll be 
back here soon again, talking all about COVID-19, the community, and how we can all play a part in these very trying times. Again, this is Community Big Hearts with Stu Starkey. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Community of Big Hearts with Stu Starkey. If you know someone in your community who is a leader doing great things and driving change, a contributor who is on a passionate mission to help their community through a nonprofit or a foundation, or a community member just doing their part to make their community a better place, please send Stu an email and let him know and maybe they can be featured on a future episode of the Community of Big Hearts. You can email Stu at Stu at twosmallmen.com. Again, that's Stu at twosmallmen.com. Thank you again for listening.